Yeah, can all right, you? we're all good. Yeah. All right, welcome to episode 13 or four. <laughs> Try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Do over. All right, welcome to episode 14 of Survivor in Session. We are talking about the finale of Winners at War today. It just happened last night. I have Aaron Meredith with me from season 39, Island of the Idols. Missy may or may not come on. Dep- She's got technical issues going on right now. We don't so, need you know. Her. We don't need her. We have, Aaron says we don't need her. I don't know if I can yeah. say that. No, I can. We're good. Okay, we're, we're so. We're point out in the sidelines. <laughs> last night, huge three hour episode of Survivor. Let's start from the beginning. That battle back. Yeah, I mean, the battle back was actually more entertaining than what I thought. Um, with Natalie with three advantages, I mean, that should have been a clear cut. Like, she should have been on that table minutes before everybody else had an opportunity to start. So it actually ended up with her struggling in the beginning part. It actually it, it turned into, it, into a ball game. I mean, you had, what, I think you had four or five people who had one ball in. Um, so it was, it was anybody's game. I mean, Wendell yeah. was there. Wendell got there first there, and I was Bob like, Oh was my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like so I thought for a second, Wendell had it. I, I think Natalie getting back in was like a really cool story to say, like I was voted out day two and I'm back in day 35. But it's also like if, if, a, if Jeremy or Nick or like Sophie had gotten in there, I think there would have been more of a swing in the votes rather than like, let's just get rid of them. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about the edge um, and somebody returning into the game. Who yeah. Played two day, who two, played two days, and uh, had you know spent their entire time politicking on the edge, building relationships. So I've got I feel some type of way about the edge of extinction and the way it plays into the game. And yeah, I mean. Well, what did you think of her? Like she, it, with the edge being there, I guess like. Her whole spiel was, I was still playing the game because I gave everybody advantages or disadvantages, and I racked up money. But I I don't know. It's just, like, not, like, the classic survivor of social politics. It's more like you're doing challenges after challenges, and there's a little bit of a game where you have to say, like, okay, who was enough fire tokens and who will buy this? But everyone that got an advantage or disadvantage, like, bought it. Yeah, that's not that's not playing the game of Survivor. I mean, you're essentially selling advantages. I mean, if we're going to talk about the pure game of Survivor, that is the edge of extinction is not Survivor. Now, I'm not taking away anything that she did, and she she did as much as she possibly could do with what she's given. So again, with that's not an, a Natalie issue. That's a, a Survivor production issue. Yeah, where the edge really has no place in the game of Survivor. At least my standpoint from a fan's perspective. Now, obviously, playing the game, I would love to have the opportunity to get back in the game twice. Um, but you know, she did everything she possibly could with what she had given. And I would have took, you know, taken the same stance that she did to say, I influenced the game this way, this way, and this way, but it's a completely different complexity when you're not out there worrying about getting voted out. And she never attended a tribal council. She, she attended one tribal council where she was vulnerable and she got voted out that tribal council. Right. I mean, that's part of survivors surviving from the merge onward. If, if you don't go to tribal council, at pre-merge, the merge onward, you should be putting yourself in a position where you have to survive votes. She never did that. Uh, it's just, it's just different. It's just, to me, it's not survivor. Yeah, I think it's like part of the game. I, I hope it goes away. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's definitely not a Natalie issue. It's more like this is like not how fans really want to see Survivor. Like we want to see a lot of that like hardcore social politicking and like getting into the into into the, you know, raw like 
people blindsiding and like talking to people and like creating real relationships. But her getting back in the game with an idol in her pocket and then her lying about Edge, I think that was like the best play for her to just lie and well, not really lie, but like tell them that, hey, everyone on Edge thinks Tony is running this island. He owns the island. Yeah, she did exactly what she should have done. She she painted the target on Tony's back. She knew Tony had an idol, right? She didn't know she didn't know that Ben had an idol. She knew Tony had an idol, so her intention was to get Tony to burn his idol by by putting that target on his back, knowing that she's going to play her idol no matter what. It actually turns into a perfect storm because Michelle ends up winning individual immunity. So now she's got a situation where the person who was on the bottom can't get voted out. She can't get it voted out. So she paints the target on Tony's back, which was the right play for her. Now. Perfect scenario, Ben goes home in that situation because I think Natalie's best chance is having Denise and Michelle to sit next to her at the end. And I'm assuming that's what her play was uh, in trying to vote Ben out, which is why she put her head down after Ben played his idol because her plan kind of went out, uh, went, to the, went to the wayside at that point in time. And Denise had to go home. But yeah, I mean, Natalie, that was the right move. That was the best play. That was, again, she, she did everything she possibly could do with what she had. I mean, as Natalie in that situation, do you force Denise and Sarah to go to fire? Wouldn't that have been the better option than say, let's just get Denise out? I mean, yeah. going yeah. with the votes is just like not something you can do at final six. I don't think going with the flow is going to get you anywhere because like it's such a small amount of people that there's no like, there's no huge wave that can come because the tight three of Ben, Sarah and Tony have run the game. I, I think like going to fire was the best. And it's easy to like armchair, like, armchair this but I, I really think going to fire would have been the better option i was trying to, to figure out in what scenario it made sense to vote out denise for natalie and michelle and i really didn't understand i'd love to understand like i'd love to ask if they had a question to ask natalie to ask her what she was thinking when she whispered to michelle clearly like let's vote denise instead of making them make fire right like w there's no risk to having sarah and denise go you know make fire and if her plan was to destroy the relationship, the nucleus of that relationship was Tony and Sarah and Tony and Sarah. So why not go for the jugular and try to take out Sarah? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't understand that. I think you know? like up to like, just like brainstorm at all. Like, I think maybe she could have said, Oh, it'll be a notch on the resume, but I'd rather go with Denise with the notches on her resume being like, I got Sandra out and I won fire to stay in the game. than like go with Sarah at all. I, I think going with Sarah at all, even with Tony there, like if you bring Sarah or Tony to the end, I think either of them take the game. Yeah, you lose. Yeah, yeah, you lose. You lose. Natalie's only chance was to go with Denise, which I think she would have, I think Natalie could have won the game based off of her catching four votes. Clearly the influence that you have on Edge of Extinction comes into play at Final Tribal Council, which is unfortunate. It really is. Like, again, as a fan it's very unfortunate, but playing the game, I understand. Like I, I get it. I've been out there. I've been starving and you're not thinking 100% logically because the logical decision for all of them with maybe the exception of Tyson was to vote for Tony. I can see Tyson. I can understand Tyson voting Natalie because she literally gave him an, an, an immunity idol in the event that he gets back in the game, which is a, an incredible gesture. The only person who has that level from a standpoint of you've impacted my survivor game is is Tyson. Yeah. Nobody else. Ethan can't say that. Harvey can't say that. And Jeremy can't say that. Well, I mean, Jeremy had loyalty to Michelle, which I'm not like, I'm a huge Jeremy fan, but that is the one thing I'm really disappointed in him is that 
he didn't show his loyalty to Michelle. I mean, she gave him a 50-50 coin. I, I feel that she deserved his vote. If he's going to throw his vote away on Natalie, then Michelle deserves his vote more than Natalie deserved his vote. I think, I think Michelle deserved second place. Like Michelle's, uh, I think it was the last time she spoke at tribal council and it, it went Natalie, her, and then Tony. And as Michelle was speaking, I was like, yeah, like Michelle is, Michelle has played an incredible game. And I said, like, if Michelle got to the end, she really has a shot at this thing. And to see her get zero votes, like actually like really hurt. Cause I was like, damn man, Michelle, like survived. She said 15 out of 19 tribal councils. She won immunity at clutch points. And like her comeback in that immunity challenge with that puzzle that was that was impressive yeah i mean again again michelle played the game of survivor right she played it from the bottom which is a different position to play the game from it's not an ideal one it's not her fault her the people that she aligned with got voted out i mean and it happens right i mean you either you wind up in the right side of the numbers or you don't and there's an aspect of luck that goes in a survivor but i think in all aspects that she could control she put herself in a position to win the game and she deserves second place hands down like you can't argue that with me and i understand like natalie crushed the edge like the edge of extinction is not survivor again it's not survivor it is from a standpoint of like what production put into play but you're, the true meaning of survivor building relationships surviving so, like you said surviving 15 out of 19 tribal councils there's something to say about that yeah um, and like all three of them played such different games and i was like yes michelle like you like i'm so happy because like episode i think like three or four or whatever she was like everyone thought i shouldn't have won my season and like i'm here to prove that and like damn like she did it like she proved that like she deserved her season 100 and like she like she's such a good player yeah she navigated the game differently i mean again you look at it's a polar opposite tony was on top on the right side of the votes every single vote except for one which at the end it was you know sarah voting ben out um tony was on the right side and then and then you look at michelle was completely opposite she was pretty much on the wrong side every single vote playing from the bottom a continuous target people were going after her and she survived Right. Yeah. And it, she wasn't she didn't survive in the goat role. It's completely different. Like to, to call Michelle a goat. She was not a goat this season. I don't think there was really any goats this season. Um, so she didn't play from the goat role. She just played from the bottom. Yeah. And what I think is interesting is like it's not like she was just on the bottom for like the last like three or four tribal councils. No, like sw she got Full swapped time. screwed pretty hard. Like I thought she was going out when you'll went out. I was like. After that challenge happened, I was like, there's no way Yul goes home. These three are going to stick. They've been together since original to call. They're just going to move forward together and, and leave Michelle in the dust. And she, like, find found a way through. And, like, t to talk, like, jury um, or, like, final tribal council performances, I think, like, Natalie's was a little shaky. Tony's was really good. Like, he just, like, phew. Tony was just super charismatic at final tribal. Like, Tony has a way of answering questions without answering the questions. Yeah, he didn't answer. He didn't answer anybody's question. He just wait, hold he up. He just told stories. But Tony is an incredible survivor player. Just from a cast, is that's what. Are we good? Hello. I got you. I... Yeah, I got you. All right. I was damn. I thought my internet went out there for a second. That was scary. All right. <laughs> I'll have to edit this out. Yeah. Um. Tony is, like, an incredible, just, like, he just told stories, which I found, like, really cool. And even Rob, Rob's question, like, how did you do it? Because no one, like, everyone thought it's going to be another game changers. Tony's going to go off the rails and get voted out. Yeah, no, and he didn't. Tony Tony had a strategy going in. He controlled himself in the beginning and then literally took, took control of the game. Uh, it, was, it was literally masterful to watch. And I think he, he literally, 
he played the game as best as he possibly could play the game. And I would argue to say that he played the best game ever. Like um, nearly a flawless game with the exception of Sarah essentially squandering it by voting it Ben out. Tony played a perfect game. Well, no votes cast against him either, which is no votes cast incredible. against him on the right side of the on the right side of the numbers on the vote every single time. Deflected deflected the target away from him so that he never caught any votes. Like he he made moves, he won individual immunity four times, and yet was never targeted outside of Kim saying we should vote Tony out. Like that was really it. Like that's yeah wild. wild. I mean. Like I, I said this to uh I said this to Elaine last podcast. Kim going out killed the tone like it, it killed any any shot at Tony. I think Kim was like telling everyone like you cannot take him and like Natalie came back, she was like, You cannot take him and everybody like knew that but also didn't wanna listen because like it's really hard because like they felt everyone felt such loyalty to Tony, which was really interesting. Tony inspired a lot of loyalty from a lot of people and like People felt like they, they were just like they had to like stick to him and stick to their guns for him. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like the Nick, Nick, you know, I think he made a serious mistake in not going against the Tony Sarah um, dynamic and not realize, realizing that he really wasn't an integral part and in what was going on there. I think that was the last opportunity really to take a shot at Tony and Sarah was when there were seven left um, and Nick didn't do it. He didn't. He didn't. You know, Michelle went to him and was like, look, this is what's going on right now. She, called yeah. it, she explained exactly the situation that was at, at at hand. And I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he saw. Whatever he saw, we didn't see it in the edit. So, again, I'd be very curious as far as what his thought process was there, um, voting the way he voted. Yeah, I mean, the, the parallel of uh, Michelle at the beach going, I, I, I was wondering if you would have the balls to come out, come down here and talk to me, Nick. Like, and, like, how, how the hell are we supposed to get out of this? And then her making it to Final Tribal. I, I, like, I, I think, like, just, like, there, it's, <laughs> getting Tony out was, like, the only way. And, like, why put Sarah and Tony uh, against each other at, at, at that fire-making challenge? I mean, at, Natalie saw Michelle make fire about, like, five times in an instant. Because, okay, so if you're Natalie and you leave Tony or Sarah in the game, right, th- she knows that they're... They're going to win. I mean, so you're, you're thinking, bring Tony with you or bring Sarah with you to sit next to and then have Michelle make fire against one or the other. You're essentially accomplishing the same thing by having Tony and Sarah go 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 head to head at each other. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't see any, that, that situation where it would have even made sense for her to have Michelle make fire against Tony or Sarah. The only scenario that I saw that would have made sense was for Natalie to pull a Chris Underwood, take the necklace. Yeah put it around, put it around Michelle and then saying, Sarah, you're safe or who you want to bring. And then Tony, I'm, I'm going to take you out. That's it. That's literally the only way that I can see Natalie maybe, but even like, there's no way that she beats Sarah. Even if she does that, there's no way she beats Sarah. Yeah. Sarah I don't think paid- there's any way she beats Sarah or Tony. I think she had to pull a Chris Underwood and, and Rob said that he was like, you had to play a perfect game and you didn't get Tony out. I think bringing Sarah, you have much better odds than if you bring Tony and I think, like, yeah. I I think if she played up, like, she said it, and it was very fleeting at Final Tribal. She said, I wanted to pick apart the alliance, and she only said it once. If she had repeated that point and, like, really hammered that home with the jury, I think she might have, like, gotten a few more votes. 
because when you when you say like oh like i took out ben and like sarah's on the jury and like you can just like take credit for that move you can be like yeah like i voted out ben i got that plan to work and then i made them make fire against each other i took that out and like i i decimated this alliance when i came back in the game Denise went, Ben nobody went, else could have done. then yeah. Tony went, and no one else could do it but me because I found idols, I won the edge, and I, I like I think that would have been a more powerful story than like I I like I yeah I think she could have gotten a few more votes that way. Yeah, no, I mean she like she did a good job when she said that. I was like, all right, great, that's that's a that's a that's as well as you could say it, and that's a that's a good play. That's a good plan to say I came in and I decimated that alliance. If that was her, like, if she, if that was her mo and that's what she stuck to, then yes, I think maybe she could have swayed a couple more jury votes potentially. Um, I think I think Natalie made the right move though. I honestly think that she yeah. made the right move. She was playing for either second place or fourth place. Um, she she like she had to perform to beat Michelle in uh in a if I, final trouble council and she did and she got second place. So that was a the difference of maybe probably her making fifty sixty grand. So from a standpoint of like. If I'm sitting there and I'm weighing my options, I might keep the necklace around myself and say, all right, I just got to beat the third place person so I can get second place. I'm either going to get second place or fourth place. I'm not going to win. I'm yeah. Not win. And I'm risking my opportunity at pleading my case at Final Tribal if I give the necklace to somebody else and try to make fire and I lose. So yeah. I, I think thought, I thought that was the right move for her to do. I think, like, if Chris Underwood didn't play the the way he did and if chris underwood didn't like make fire himself i think this season might have played out a little differently in the people on the edge being like okay yeah like i respect that like but there was kind of an expectation of you gotta you gotta like pull a rabbit out of the hat at final tribal council and like or pull a rabbit out of the hat like every day since you've been back and like they just like didn't see that she nearly did i mean she nearly did with the exception of taking out tony she nearly did, but she got Tony to take out Sarah, who was an equal an equal friend at the end. So at the end of the day, like again, like you said, had she rode with the I decimated this alliance, none of you guys could have done that. They ran this game, and it, from the merge onward, they ran this game, and I took them apart. I picked them off one at a time. Denise, Ben, Sarah, gone. Like that's what she that's what she needed to do. Yeah, and just what did stick you with think? That and stick with that. What did you think of? Um... Oh, I just had it. But uh, another thing, when Tony and Sarah finished fire making, like what what an emotional goodbye. Like Tony was like so upset that he had to do that to Sarah. And like Sarah was like, come on, like you like probably just like won this game. Like the the only equivalent to a true alliance that I can think of in Survivor to Tony and Sarah, uh, a multi-season alliance is Amber and Rob. I really I don't know of any other alliance that that is that strong and that tight. And it's so poetic because Tony voted Sarah out the first season. They played together. Sarah voted Tony out the second season. They played together. And they're both winners. And now they're, they, they say that we're, we're going to ride this thing out together. And we're going to get to the end and fight this thing out together. And it was almost like if you're going to equate it to you know basketball, right? You have the Western Conference that just dominates. Like Tony and Sarah are the Western Conference. You've got the, the Rockets and you've got, you know, uh, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Teeing off in the Western Conference Finals. And then the Eastern Conference, you get the Pacers that win. And then whoever, you know, whoever wins the Western Conference is going to win the NBA championship. That was essentially like the way it felt. It was like you have this slugfest that's going on at, at, at fire making. That was the final. The final was the fire making challenge. The person who yeah. won that was going to win the game. And that's how I felt. It was like, all right, it's anticlimactic. Like 
Final Trouble Council was as good as it could possibly be, given who was left in the game. But at the end of the day, it still kind of felt like a... I, I wanted to see Tony and Sarah at the end pleading their case. And really, I, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think the fans were deprived of finding out who would have won that game, Tony or Sarah, um, if they both sat at the end. Yeah, yeah we shown, I think that would have we been interesting. We were shown one edit. And again, playing the game, you understand how the edit works. And we were shown a, a narrative seeing that Tony was in control. However, I'd be very curious if Sarah... And Tony went at the end, and if Sarah won, I'm pretty confident that the edit would not have shown Tony as dominant. Yeah, I think oh. I think you're right. And I think like the edit showed Tony as dominant, excuse me, dominant because Sarah didn't get to final tribal council. But if you bring both of them, like one is a like Sarah's very like I, I played a very social game, and Sarah's like an incredible social player. Like her move to to get Ben to think that he wanted to get Nick out and make it Ben's move, but it's technically her move. Like, like everyone watching that was like, holy, like this is inception right now. Like you it's inception. Yeah. Like you just planted an idea in his head and he ran with it. And I, Tony's game is like, he's very, he was like, he very controlling of everything. And he was always on the right side and he knew everything that was going on and he found idols and he won immunities and his read on Natalie, she has an idol. Guys, let's play around an idol. And Sarah, why did Sarah think she had like this like intense bond with Natalie and Natalie would have told her? Her big misstep. I mean, that was Sarah's big misstep. And, and Tony said it. I mean, again, again, that's where, you know, you look at the edit, you look at Tony's game and Tony, Tony called it. Tony, like that was the right move. Voting Denise out was the right move for Ben, for Tony and for Sarah. She served no, nothing to their game. Absolutely nothing. If you think Natalie's gonna ha has an idol, she's gonna play it. Like she's gonna play it. Michelle can't get voted out. You vote Denise out. Why? Like, you three of you are still in the game. Tony and and uh, Ben are guaranteed to be safe at final five. Like, that just didn't make any sense. Like Ben and yeah. Sarah, what are you thinking? Why? Like why? Why? Why not just play around it in case? I mean, an idol like yeah. especially because in the past it's not like an idol nullifier where you don't know if it's gonna be in the game or not. Whereas, like, this is, like, this is, this was in the game, like, like, two seasons ago, the only other Edge of Extinction, and it was, they, Rick Devins and Chris Underwood both came back with idols. Might as well play around an idol. It was disappointing, like, I don't know if, if Ben had plans to use Denise to get Tony or Sarah out, if Sarah had plans to use Denise, like, I don't know if there were plans there, but I just don't see a situation that if you're as tight as you were, with Tony and Ben, Sarah, like, why not do you think, vote Denise out there? Why? Do you think it was Sarah trying to show, like, trying to put another notch on her social game belt, being like, I, I made this read, and I had it right, and, like, this is why I'm good. This is why I deserve to win. I think so. Yeah, I think, like, I know Natalie, and Natalie's talked to me. If she had an idol, she would have she told me she had an idol. Well, you're wrong. Like, you, yeah. like again is that is that sarah trying to make a move make a play to say we voted natalie right out i i voted natalie right out tony wanted to vote denise out at the time this was the right time to take natalie out so that she get, didn't get a footing and, and didn't end up making it to the end i guess i guess but i don't know um again it's it just comes down to that denise vote out would have been tony's idea and that's just another move that sarah would have been part of that was tony's idea but it was the right move like he, yeah, if, I just if Tony brought that to me. I'd be like, yeah, of course, like definitely Denise goes, and I would have just lessened him. Like that's not your idea. Like I would, I was gonna come to you and tell you the same thing. 
what I'm saying? Like, that's how you take that away from him. Right? Yeah. Like, and you could play that off in Final Tribal Council as like, guys, this isn't a big move. Like, obviously, you play around an idol because if you have two people you want to get out or you can get out and one of them might have an idol, might as well just split the votes because we have the numbers to split the votes. Right. You have four out of the two, four out of six votes. <laughs> just like, and they, they risked it so much that like, Sarah could have went out. And I think for Tony to see Sarah go out to Denise and fire might have been like, like, cause then Tony could have went out and like, they could have just like actually like taken out that alliance completely if they had went to fire. Yeah. What yeah. did you think of Natalie showing Sarah her second idol? I'm not sure if it was on purpose. I'm still not sure about that. Do you uh, think it was on I'm purpose? I that was on purpose. I mean, because when you wear a buff, right? I think no, I'm a buff. When you wear a buff, it's, it's pretty like, loose. It's, it's tight. It's tight. Well, no, it's it's like, I mean, it's a buff. It's it's elastic, right? Oh yeah. And when you have a lumpy object in it, it's like sitting right there. I'm assuming that she did it on purpose, like so that somebody have... could call her and then be like, "Yeah, I have an idol. Like, you're gonna do what I want you to do." I would have strong armed my way in that situation. I'm gonna show everybody my idol. Like, I'm using this. I'm safe. Do you guys want to listen to me? I've got an idea. Because otherwise, you're gonna go home. Yeah. I would. I would have played it. I would have strong armed it and been like, "I have an idol. I'm going to use it. I'm not gonna tell you if I'm using it on myself or using it on Michelle." You can take a 50-50 shot to vote one of us out, but you could be wrong and one of you going home. That's how I would have played it in that situation. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think, like, I'm thinking, like, keep it secret, keep it secret. But I think, like, only telling Sarah and not telling the others and, like, holding it as, like, like, you have a, you are essentially flipping a coin whether you want to stay in this game or not, depending on which yeah. one of us you vote for. Correct. And that's what I was, and that's what I was saying. That's, that's my play. I got five left. I already know that they're gunning, they're gunning for me and, and they're gunning for the other person on the bottom. If the other person on the bottom is not safe, if I'm not safe, right, Tony ends up winning immunity, which is that, that's the situation. All right, Michelle or Ben, you're going to go home. Like, or, I'm sorry, uh, Sarah or Ben, you're going to go home. Yeah. Sarah, do you, do you want to come with me? Like, it makes more sense for you to vote with me and Michelle to vote Ben out instead of putting your game in chance and a 50-50 chance. I mean, it ended up working to where, like, Natalie wouldn't have known that Ben would have thrown his game to Sarah and said, please no. use this as a notch. Like, I don't have a chance to win. Like, use this. But, yeah, she wouldn't have been able to see that. So I think that would have been the play. Going back to the first idol, though, it was interesting. There was a line. I think Ben said it. And he was like, yeah, I knew something was up when she left her jacket here. I was like, damn, man. Like, that small of a mistake could have made an idol read happen, which, like, wouldn't have changed much. But it also, like it would have just like not gone to fire making, which would have could have possibly happened if Sarah and, or if Michelle and Nat didn't vote Denise. Like, I think that small read by Ben, if he left and saw like, Oh, her jacket's still there. Guys, let's split the vote. Like just make it a live tribal lean over to Tony and whisper it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I know. That's uh, it was, a, it was a good read by Ben. Um, to pick it up but like he didn't do anything at tribal council with it yeah i think yeah i think he should have just to minimize risk like i think survivor as much as it as it is a game about numbers it's also like minimizing risk minimize your risk to go out at any given opportunity and like minimize right. the risk for your alliance to go out right what did you think of ben throwing his game to sarah saying i don't really have a chance to win and 
going into this, I did not. I if I think if Ben got to final tribal council, I do not think he would have gotten many votes. No, I think Ben. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and give Ben the benefit of the doubt and say that he had a read on the game. He understood that he was at the bottom. He understood that he didn't stand a chance against Tony or Sarah. And I see it as a move against Tony to say, I don't want Tony to win. I want you to win, Sarah. I've got a tighter bond and a, and a tighter relationship with you. Use this move to vote me out to enhance your game. Because ultimately, at that point in time, Ben is playing for third place. Yeah. Because that's really like really where he would have He uh, would have ended his, his... up at third place if he went to the finals Correct. with those two. Yeah. And I think Ben was is, is perceptive enough to realize that and understood that and understood that at that point in time. Again, potentially, maybe he was he wanted to use Denise to make a move against Tony and or Sarah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was the turning that. point. Maybe Denise getting voted out was him going, shit, I can't yeah. do anything now because ev- yeah. like, I don't have numbers. Right. Because if Ben stays in with Denise and Michelle at that point in time, Ben can win that game. Like, That's a scenario where Ben potentially could catch votes. Well, if he decimates and takes out Tony and Sarah... And I don't know. Who knows if that's where Ben's head was at? If that was, that's great. That's awesome. Like that's that's genius. It, it could have worked. Here's a path. I think Denise goes. I think Ben could have taken the path to immunity even after Denise went. If he went to Natalie and Michelle and said like, "Hey, let's dismantle these two, get Sarah out that tribal, and then go like put yourself in fire making with Tony." No one wants to go against Ben in fire making. Like everyone said that they were like, "I'm I don't want to go against Ben in fire making because he can do it." So I think if. Yeah. I think if Ben, like, actually, like, especially if he won immunity, especially if he won that Final Four immunity and gave it up to, like, Natalie and said, okay, yeah, you can come, sure, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll bring you. I'm going to make fire against Tony. Bam, bam, bam. That might have been a clean Tough sweep thing. for Ben. Tough thing, because in that situation, Ben would have had to vote out Sarah. Yeah, Tony that's the thing. Immunity. It, it, I don't, I don't, I think that the bond, his bond with Sarah was tight. Was yeah, I don't think, he, I don't think he would have done that, done it either. And that's why, that's why he, like, even when Denise was still there, he was like, I am not, like, playing this as a numbers game. Like, these are, like, these are my friends now, and I, like, I can't do this to them. And I was like, honestly, respect, yeah. man. Like, that's, that's hardcore. Like, that's, yeah. that's awesome. No, he took the game, and he put the game behind him, and, and, and in a situation where, yeah, he, he put the game behind him. Uh, it's for $2 million, but I just don't see a situation where Ben wins against Tony and or Sarah. So no. at that point in time, he's pretty much drawn blanks. So Yeah, and I think... For him. It was a noble move. I, you know, I appreciate it. I teared up a little bit. It was awesome. Like, Good stuff. Good on Ben for doing that. And um, you know what? Even with Nat getting four votes at Final Tribal Council, I don't know if he would have won against Nat if he brought her. But yeah, it was just like really interesting to see ben throw's game and the the outcry on twitter was like what are you doing it's two million dollars but he was like man like i don't want to betray anybody and i also don't want to go out with like just being voted out like let me do something for somebody and go out that way and i thought that was really lovely of him absolutely absolutely it was either that or be a zero vote finalist yeah and i think that's where where ben was headed and yeah as much as that like kind of sucks i i was like I predicted it. Like I, I didn't think Bed could win at the end. What did you think? Did did do you think Denise had any path to win here? Like I'm struggling to find one, because if no. you go against Michelle, I don't think you can do it. Because Michelle will paint you as you just went with the numbers. I and if you're going with Michelle, you're obviously going with Natalie too. Yeah, the only chance that Denise had was was flipping on Tony and Sarah a while ago. She blew that opportunity. Um, 
And at that point in time, she was drawing blanks. She was drawing she was drawing more blanks than Ben. There is no situation in with the six left with any three where Denise wins the game. I just don't I don't think Denise beats Ben, Michelle, and her. I don't think Denise wins that game. Yeah. I really don't think I think Michelle has a really strong chance of winning that game at that point in time. I don't know that many people respected Denise's game. I mean, the Queen Slayer, that's that's overplayed. Like, you know, that, that, that's that the thing. I think, like, like e- even if you were, even if you wanted to get Denise out because you were scared of her at Final Tribal, I don't think they should have been scared because the, the Queen Slayer move came at a pre merge time when there were five people in her tribe. And, like, it was her one move that like everyone was like scared of her for, but then she didn't do anything else after that. And I think like, right. I don't think one singular move can like ever win you survivor. No, no, no chance. No chance. Not, not in this season. I mean, I wouldn't say no chance period, but I would say not in this season, not with this season with such savvy players, such great players understanding the game. Like, no, no. Yeah. I, I just don't see where Denise's relationships would have shook out on the jury. And I think also, like, I love Denise. I Like, this is, like, no hate towards her. I, I love Denise. And, like, I, I she's, like she's been really good on, like, social media just being, like, hey, guys, like, I just, like, <laughs> was trying, man. Like, I, I was also, like, really tired. And I think, like, they all were, like, uh, I don't know if you saw the Ponderosa. Uh, I watched it today. There's, like, a six-part Ponderosa. Oh, my gosh. And it's, like, incredible how, like, all of them are just, like, detailing their stories. Like, all the people from Edge are, like, they were, like, really just, like, a lot of them were just like content leaving and they were all like pretty happy leaving. And it was, it was really nice to see them all like not be bitter. I, I, I it was really interesting yeah, was to great. not see a lot, any of them bitter. That was the best jury performance that I can ever remember in survivor. I mean, maybe really, it was the really... rain causing them to not uh, be bitter. Oh, uh, it, it rained. It rained for ours. I mean, the rain yeah. wasn't, uh, <laughs> I don't think the rain makes you not be bitter, but that was by far, hands down, the best jury performance that I've ever seen. There was no bitterness. Uh, they were, you know, they asked questions, uh, no crazy reactions. I mean, they gave them a standing ovation. Like that was really, so lovely. I mean, just uh, uh, the epitome of of the way the game should be played, and it makes sense. I mean, those guys all won the game. I mean, yeah. it, like it does matter. They're all winners, so they're going to carry themselves as winners do. So, no, hats off to those guys. I mean, People, it was awesome. It was really fun to watch a jury perform like that. Yeah, it was really nice. People are giving flack to Sarah because she didn't stand up, but I think people are forgetting that, like, the night before, like, she couldn't come to Tribal Council because she was feeling sick, so, like, just leave her alone, man. Like, Oh, so, oh Sophie? Yeah, what did I say? Sarah. Oops. <laughs> Sophie. It was, like, the week, like the weekend at Bernie's, too. Like, she yeah. just did not look alive. And I will tell you right now, like, if she was sick and, like, feeling like shit, that boat ride from ponderosa to the island is like an hour boat ride fucking awful bro an hour awful awful and i'm assuming it was windy and rainy and it was probably a very very uncomfortable boat ride yeah so if she's sick and she's got to sit in in a rocky and you're doing this no no it's not like i i feel i feel for i I definitely feel so i'm assuming that that was a crappy ride yeah it sucks that like that's how your like survivor like kind of winners that war ended but i mean her uh on the ponderosa when she was like getting off of edge and after the after the uh challenge she was like really happy and smiling everyone was really happy and smiling and like damn man that jury was just like really good and like you had like i i it wasn't bitterness you're right like they were all really and even like rob was like how did you do it and danny was like really good job everybody like you all did awesome and jeremy was like 
like his questions were really good. He was like, where was the loyalty when I was voted out? But it wasn't in a bitter sense. It was just like, I just yeah. want you to like explain your game so like I can understand it a yeah. little more. And it was And I think so if you like if you look at it, right? No everybody deserved to be there. Yeah. yeah. But what's difficult is playing the game, and I'll tell you this much right now, there are people that are left in the game that just don't deserve to be there. It, I will stand behind that. Like it's not yeah. being bitter. It's just a simple fact of like playing the game for twenty eight days, like there are people who should not be out in the game. And it's really difficult to put that aside and say, well, they're still there, so they, they do deserve to. But, they, like, everybody left in that game deserved to be there. There were no goats. Nobody was being goaded around. Yeah. You had, you had good players. Yeah, was, like, that final tribal was, like, that's a lineup. That's, like, an all-star. Like, give me that, man. They played their hearts out. So, I mean, it's different. So, I, I could sit on a jury with all winners and, like, be not bitter because I appreciate the gameplay because they're all they all played. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they all won challenges like every single one of them up there. They played the whole entire game of Survivor, not just one aspect. They played all three aspects. And it, even Natalie, who played seven days, played all three aspects. Yeah. So. I mean, she killed it. Uh, like she she killed it on edge. And like, that's why she deserved to be there. Oh, man, this like. Oh, there's there's just like so much to cover. There's there's so much that happened this episode. I, okay, well, we talked about this before we started, but, like, to talk, <laughs> talk about Jeff's comment, 16-year-olds applying, 16, 17, 18. He was like, if you're 16, 17, 18, 19, apply. I was like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> I've never come across one 16-year-old in my life who has their shit together enough to handle the game of Survivor. I mean, I don't. I feel that that's irresponsible for Survivor to put a 16-year-old in an environment like that on national television in reality in a reality TV setting. So my advice out there to any parents whose kids come up to them and say, I want to apply on Survivor, you have your entire life ahead of you and you're at such a vulnerable age that 16 years old, and I'm going to use my season for example, if you deal with a very heavy situation like what we dealt with in our season, that wasn't by choice. Like none of us chose yeah. to be thrust into that spotlight. You're putting a lot of faith and a lot of trust in the hands of CBS, and I'm going to tell you right now, that, that, that is not trust that you should relinquish as a parent. So I don't know any parents in their right mind that would give their 16-year-old child, put them in that position to potentially ruin their life. I think something Rob said in, in the Ponderosa video was really interesting. He's like, you better know who you are coming out here because Survivor will chew you up and spit you out. Absolutely. Reality like, TV will do that to you, let alone yeah. Survivor. I mean, give me a break. A 16-year-old, I'm telling you right now, bad idea. Don't play. Don't play. I also think if you're 16, you'll get voted off really quickly. I don't know a situation where that doesn't happen. I mean, it's impossible to not act your age. At 16, like, you're, 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 you're a kid. You're a child. Yeah, like, no, like, I, like, I'm not much older than that. And, like, damn, man, when I was 16, <laughs> Nope. You can't go. You can't go to a strip club like that. Like, <laughs> you, you you just six six. You haven't lived. You, yeah. No, you haven't. Year old that has lived enough life to go out in a, in a in a game with adults, grown ass men and women, and have any type of footing. It's just it's a joke. It's a joke. Really I is. I think yeah, and I think it's like most people like you only get like one shot at Survivor. So it's like man, like when you're sixteen, like. If I was 16 and I was on the island with, like, anybody, man, like, I just, like, don't think they would take me seriously. I, I just don't think that could happen. 
no chance. No chance. You look at, like, the kids, right? Like, you look at the 18-year-olds, like Michael Yeager's, the Will Walls, right? Jessica Peets of the world. Michael Yeager was by far, hands down, the, the best out of any, like, teenager because he was able to carry himself as an adult. Yeah. I would never have assumed that he was 18 years old. No chance, no way. Will, for sure. I mean, that's what he played up. And I don't think Will had a chance to win the game. Jessica Pete, you saw what happened with her. A 16-year-old child? Give me a break. How no, old? No... And how old was um was Jack wasn't like a teenager. He was like 19 no, or 2021. 20, 20, 23. 23. Yeah. yeah, he's not a kid. Yeah. I remember him being a grad student. That's why I was like I just see the word student I'm like younger but also grad student is like you've done your four years and jack played jack played pretty solid i just like don't think a teenager could like "Hmm." no no missy was missy missy and jack were the youngest and they both handled themselves as adults i mean yeah i didn't look any differently at missy and or jack i mean shit missy was my my ride or die for the entire game yeah Uh, and i got her by 13 years so uh, but a 16 year old kid come on uh just that's that's jeff also liability I just, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what are you, what are you trying? Like, I maybe get a big part of the demographic that watch Survivor is young. I get it, but watching and playing are two different things. I, th- I saw a speculation that it might be like a parent kid kind of, kind of season, but also that seems like a terrible idea. A joke, because that's a just because nah, because like one terrible time to like do that with your kid because your kid's gonna want to run off and like vote you out like they don't want you on the island with them that's a terrible they don't want you in a house <laughs> exactly your doesn't want you in in your house let alone an island christ and like parents are gonna be naive enough to think like oh they're not gonna vote me out like no mom they don't want you in, in the house they want you and dad to leave <laughs> they'll also be like oh like they're gonna vote with me because like i'm their parent <laughs> no yeah, man they won't even do the dishes. It's gonna be like a Lord of the Flies situation. The kids are just gonna yeah, take exactly. over. That's exactly the situation, and I, I, I did. That's <laughs> who are you trying to appease? At thirty-eight years old, I don't want to watch a bunch of sixteen-year-olds run around and, and think that they know how to play Survivor. Like that's. Yeah. Ah, I, well, I, I, I was thinking I, like maybe their demographic is like older now because the show's been on for twenty years and they need to bring in younger. But like, I, there's a lot of young people that watch Survivor. Like it's a fair, have, like it's a young I, age group. Most of my DMs, most of my DMs in in Instagram and Facebook are young kids. Yeah. Who you know who want who aspire to play the game one day. So, no, I know I think their demographic is young, but you don't bring them in to play the game. No. You don't bring them in to play the game. That just. What are you thinking, Jeff? If you watch, I, you're probably not watching this. <laughs> Jeff, are you watching what are you, this? <laughs> what are you thinking? What? Why? I stupid. <laughs> it was really yeah. I heard that. That was really jarring to me. I was like, "What? Like, what are you 16, talking 17. about?" That was crazy about. to me. I, I, damn man, that was that was if weird. If there are any sixteen-year-olds who are watching this right now, do not apply. Nah, man, save I it. Save it for when you're older. Save it when like yeah. Do not apply. Do not apply. Don't. There's no. There's no benefit. It's there's not because like I I really don't think you have a shot to win unless it's an all uh, it's, sixteen year old season which I'm not trying to watch that put it on freaking Nickelodeon like bad like, idea chief <laughs> again like I'm not trying to watch a bunch of kids play the game if that's the case then you know, again put this on Nick at night right like <laughs> dude Survivor on Nick at night bro <laughs> yes let me host that I'll host that I will be yeah. I'll be the Jeff for that show 
that's uh, that's uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope it's just one of these silly ideas that they have that just doesn't play out. I, I hope. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're always workshopping ideas. I think we're not going to see Edge of Extinction for a while, which is really nice. I think that either needs to be reworked or thrown in the trash forever. I think, like, Redemption Island was, like, maybe a little better than, like, Redemption Island worked really well in Blood versus Water because you had the secondary dynamic of, like, you can trade spots, and that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, no, I thought that was... I think I think Redemption Island is definitely the best you can return back into the game type of scenario. Yeah, but I mean even like even in Rob and like uh Rob season and South Pacific it was still like damn this is taking a lot of time in this episode like <laughs> I think it should stop. I think it should stop at the merge. I think that that once the merge hits there's no chance to return into the game. I think I think that's a I think that's a cool idea because I think like then you're only then you're spending a good amount of time on the edge where you can like if if the edge is still a thing you can send advantages into the game but also like post merge you're playing a pure survivor hardcore game correct. correct and like there's so many situations that happen earlier in the game where you can catch a stray bullet you could be playing a great game and catch a stray bullet right you know like. Look at Jason in my season. Yeah, a block a block of vote essentially is what got him out of the game. He he should be in a position where he has an opportunity to play back into the game. Or even he, there are so many stray bullets that you can catch. Even uh, well, I mean, Jack wasn't like a super stray bullet. He was part of an alliance that they were trying to get out. But like he, like I, I'm sure he would. Well, I mean, he was on the jury. Shit, does that count as merge? No, he didn't I make the merge. Know. Yeah, so I guess like he'd have a slot to get in. Yeah. No, I, I think. Yeah. I think if you do it. If you do it right, like pre-merge, person that plays their way back in gets a spot in the merge. That is the way that I could see that being a, a permanent fixture. Like I'm okay with that. I'm cool, I'm cool with that. Give them an opportunity to kind of play from the edge and you know send advantages into the game and really influence the game. Because at that point in time, when you got 13 people left, the game that's when the game starts. Right? Pre-merge is just let's just strengthen the, 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 the tribe and win immunities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just the preseason, and then the merge is when the real ball game starts. And I think like. When if you did get voted out, like especially like fourth, fifth, sixth, like like you're a little bit into the swing of things, like you're a little bit into the game, and then you get voted out, and like you still have some relationships, and if those get to the merge, like you have something in the merge, like you can you can maybe get like a foothold a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, I I yeah, I yeah. think that's a good compromise if they want to do one of these seasons where people can return. Right. I mean, I hope I hope they can uh, I hope they can get a season out by the fall. I think that'd be uh, that'd be optimal. I want to see a fall season because starting a Survivor podcast and then waiting another year for season forty one is gonna make me cry. <laughs> like, yeah, what am terrible. I gonna do? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? They have they have to get creative with their editing and uh, and film. I mean, they they have to film it. They have to leave July August. I mean, or like August the latest. Yeah. Shit. Damn, that sucks. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think, I hope we get another season. Are there any other thoughts you have that we didn't talk about? Any points that I missed? It was three hours. It was hard for me to get everything. Goddamn. Yeah, no, I, I think we hit upon uh, the, the big aspects of it. I, you know, Not to say that it was anticlimactic, like I said. I mean, I really wish that it would have played out where Tony and Sarah went head-to-head at Final Trouble Council. Um, oh, you know. what did you think of Tony... Um, Looking at midnight, almost setting the jungle on fire, trying to trying to find an idol. That was awesome. Great. 
That was, was awesome. He's legit. He's legit. Everybody else is sleeping. They're sleeping. They're sleeping. You know an idol is back in play, and they're sleeping. And Tony's the only one to get up. Doesn't take a lot of thought to say, all right, I'm gonna throw some fire in a shell and bring it with me and freaking I'll set the jungle on fire. I don't care. What was really interesting is like he said for like so like we all thought that like up until like merge that he had not left camp. But he told us like literally every night for 39 days he did not go to sleep and he gridded the jungle and looked everywhere and it took him 26 days. Like that was impressive to hear at Tribal Council, something we didn't get to see from the edit. I think that was really cool. That's, I mean, that's why Tony's a goat. He's the goat. He's, oh. You, know, you don't, he's a goat. He, Tony is the goat. His, I like his yeah. mentality though. He's like, when I'm out here, like it's a job, whether I like it or not, like I need to do my best and I need to do my hardest. And I was like, that's, that's how you win that game. Like that's Clearly. how. He worked, he worked overtime. He went in overtime, put in overtime hours. I and mean, that's what it is. That's what it takes. Damn. I mean, if you can't respect that, he's not sleeping on the job. Yeah. He's out there. He's out he's out there setting the woods on fire trying to find an idol. That's I, a player. Damn. That was in, that was impressive. All right. Looks like we're not getting missed on this episode. Sorry. That's okay. You said we don't need her. We don't need her. Don't All right. Her. So, oh man, I don't know how to end this episode. Usually I end it like what are you excited to see next episode? Like I have nothing to end on. No, I mean it's the end of uh it's the end of a great season. I wouldn't say it's my favorite season ever, but it's my favorite winner for sure. Um yeah. Oh. It's uh I think one thing I definitely want to get your thoughts on. What do you think of fire tokens? Now that the first season we've had fire tokens is over and I mean they were done last episode, but going forward uh, I think hit or miss. Potential. I think there's I think it was a miss. I mean, I don't it didn't really it was very anticlimactic. I mean, you're waiting to the end. I think they're hoarding fire tokens and like Nick giving up immunity for a fire token. I think you're hoping that it potentially it's like an auction thing where, you know, you, you wait to the end and you have an advantage that's going to help you in the game. It was pretty anticlimactic. Um, I think there's some potential in introducing a current, you know, currency into this game um, from a social standpoint. Definitely we saw some strategy, strategy with the fire tokens. I mean, Sandra ends up getting voted out because of fire tokens. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there is a spot for fire tokens in future seasons, but hopefully they figure out a way to intertwine it a little bit more into the social dynamic of the game. Especially without the edge, because the edge was such a core dynamic of these fire tokens that, like, I don't, I'm not sure how they work. Because the stuff they could buy, like, they didn't buy anything. The only thing they bought was when Denise was like, hey, can I go to the edge with a full stomach? And they were like, yep, yeah, let's get some rice. That was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think in a situation, right, like it, it, you can use the currency, truly starve them. Don't give them a bag of rice. Like you, you have to pull your resources together and like you have the opportunity. If you want to buy rice, buy rice. If you want to buy a pot, buy a pot. If you want to buy, like force the tribes to use it as currency and let people be selfish, right? Like, yeah. Intro- make it make it part of the social gameplay. That would I think I think that's a really good idea. I think making it a part of that like core social, like we have to work together because like, in this situation where like I, I this is this is an issue I kind of a little have with Survivor is like if you don't tell people about like the twist and how it's gonna play out, they can't play they can't play to their full potential. Like no. constantly whenever I think about whether these fire tokens were good or not, or like were a good addition, I go back to the tribal council where Wendell looks at Jeff and says, Jeff, these all might turn into idols. We don't know. That is that is ridiculous like like that thought is not ridiculous. Like that could happen. But the fact that they didn't know like what they could do or like how 
things could play out didn't like to see these winners like take these fire tokens to like the maximum to potential to the maximum around a strategy like that would have been really cool to be like okay so people on edge are going to be able to sell you things that they find or do in challenges they're going to have tokens to get advantage in, in challenges like this that and the other thing like yeah they they acted as if they were golden tokens and in reality they were bronze yeah and that's the value like at the end they find out like i thought i had gold you're telling me this is only worth bronze yeah what the hell that sucks and i, I think that's kind of that was a feeling whereas if they had a you know a value they had a real value you explained how they were going to be used maybe there's a community like bank like community tribe bank where if you won tribal immunity it went into the tribe bank and you could kind of politic and figure out like as a tribe what you want to use with those tokens i would like to see that currency in the game of survivor there's definitely a place right and you want to, you want survivor to mimic the real world then throw some currency yeah, in there i think i think Don't especially the tribal thing of like hey like you win this like we'll give you like four tokens in your bank okay we've won immunity we have four tokens now like do we Why need that's... a tarp do we want food or like what if somebody takes the tokens out of the bank I'm gonna rob a. I'm gonna rob the tribe bank. That's what I'm gonna who's do. The, who's the treasurer, right? You have a treasurer, right? I, I, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely ways to make it really interesting and, and throw some currency into the game of Survivor, which would just uh, mimic real real world more. That's, that's awesome. what they're going for. There you go. It's a way to do it. I think that's the play. Awesome. Yeah. I'm. Damn. Takeaways. Don't apply if you're 16. Forward that, forward that to Jeff. Forward that to Jeff. <laughs> forward. Pull the 16 year old <laughs> off the table. Take a 16-year-old idea off the table. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Introduce currency into the game and have it really be currency. <laughs> yeah. So takeaways, don't do the 16-year-old episode or 16-year-olds on the show. Make fire tokens an actual currency. And if you come back from the edge, make fire yourself. I think, I think those are the takeaways. There you go. Thank you so much for, yeah. uh, for coming out. Absolutely. And yeah, you got a uh, season. I appreciate being on. You got things you need to plug. You want to plug. You can do online yeah. anything. You got uh, a Twitter. No, nothing to plug. You got a nothing Twitter. Plug. Look, I'm, I'm, I am almost middle-aged. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Don't follow me. I don't, I don't need followers. <laughs> this is such a difference between you and me. This is so... I'm like, yeah, guys, like, follow me. Please. God don't follow me. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, you so much me. for watching. This was an awesome 14-episode podcast wow i wait it's not only 14 episodes we're gonna keep going we're gonna go on season 41 and then um forever until either survivor or i end and that's how this is gonna be like a devo i don't know back back season that might be a lie (laughs) that that commitment might be a lie (laughs) but thanks everyone for watching if you want to do this again next year i'm in oh let's go um yeah rate us five stars on all of the podcast things uh like and subscribe on youtube and thank you so much for watching i will see you for survivor 41 don't play if you're 16 (laughs)